Faces. Welcome to Near Death Dolls. I'm Paige. And I'm Lisa. And we are your hosties with the mosties. Well, talking about ghosties. And other holly jolly shit. It is that time of year again where we adorn ourselves in tinsel and nothing else. <laughs> pictures to follow. <laughs> Just kidding. But seriously. About the pictures, at least. <laughs> you have to be a Patreon for that, okay? <laughs> All our patrons are like, yes! And then some of our patrons are like, oh, God, no. Like, ah, no, wait, we did sign up for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We've got some wintry Christmas-themed legends from around the world. But first, Paige, what's giving you a rosy nose tonight? Girl, I got some delicious $5 wine. The best kind. <sighs> the best kind. What, <laughs> all right, what kind exactly is it? Sauvignon Blanc. Mm. So a white wine, and it's br- the brand is California Roots. California Roots, okay. Is it exclusive to California? That's a great question. I bought it at Target. Oh, so it might be available at other places. That's what I was going to say. I think it might be available in other places if you go to Target. California Roots wine. Let's see. Where can I get this? Target? Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. so it's just not in California. That's great. Yeah, I recommend it, actually. If you're ever at Target... Or if you ever like doing an online order for Target or something, I recommend popping in the California roots into your basket because I've been drinking the Sauvignon Blanc for the last five minutes and it's very tasty. And I actually don't like wine all that much. I drink it because it's there, but this one's not bad and it was $5 at Target. So done. Get you some. And I guess if you're a subscriber to First Leaf, the uh, wine subscription, which we are not sponsored by yet, but just uh, (laughs) fingers crossed one day, uh, (laughs) apparently you can get uh, California Roots wine from them as well. Sounds like fun. I haven't heard of that subscription service before. What? Paige, do you even listen to podcasts? Yes. I I do, but I only listen to ours and one other one. (laughs) 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 Gotta keep it pure. Yeah, First Leaf and Wink I've heard of, and I'm sure there's a couple others. But yeah, so that's what I got, Sauvignon Blanc. Um, I do have a... I'm unfortunate. Unfortunately, I don't have a place in my fridge to keep my wine because, you know, wine is big and so is food. Um, But I'm still drinking it. It's room temp. I'm kind of disappointed because I've got this cup that you're supposed to be able to put in the freezer and it acts like, you know, it keeps your drink cold, right? Right. It's been in the freezer for 24 hours. I put it in the freezer for like any amount of time in like two hours, three hours, four hours, trying to make it work. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, 24 hours. If it doesn't work after 24 hours, then it doesn't work at all. It doesn't work at all, basically. I kept it in there for 24 hours and my drink is already room temperature. So, Oh my God, that sucks. I'm sorry. Thank you. It's an insulated wine glass. So I assume if I was able to keep my wine in the fridge and pour it in here, it would keep the wine cold, but oh, I don't know. Oh, that's, that's probably what it is. Um, do you have access to ice? Yes, I do. But, okay. you know, that'll water down the wine. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was going to give you another suggestion. Doing an ice bath. Here's what I do to quickly, like, cool down my wine without like buying some special contraption i have a um like a kool-aid pitcher (laughs) you know like a like a i have a plastic pitcher 
and you fill it with water, cold water, and as much ice as you can. You stick your bottle in there, leave it for 20 minutes, and then uh, pull your bottle out. Your wine will be cold enough to drink. The longer you leave it, the more cold it is. And it's better to do it that way than just sticking your bottle in ice. But the yeah. cold water will help cool the wine much faster. So if you do that, tw- 20 to 30 minutes, as much ice as you can pack in there with water, you're you're good to go. That's wonderful. Okay, where'd you get the, the pitcher? Is it like a fancy one or is it just a no, pitcher? No, it's literally something you'd make iced tea or Kool-Aid in. Like it's plastic. Ooh. I got it for $3 probably at Walmart or Target or somewhere. Yeah, super cheap. It's And like... Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm down. I want one of these. <laughs> yeah. The higher up you can fill it to cover as much of the wine bottle as you can. So it might have a giant, it's a big, probably couple gallon sucker, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. Which you would need for a, a bottle of wine. Exactly. Yeah. So that's how you do it to cool your wine without watering down your wine. Thank you, Lisa. You are so welcome. I will need that. Now, what about you, Lisa? Why is your nose rosy? What- uh, okay, so I, I don't know if this has a name or not because my husband and I just kind of crafted it in the kitchen um, a couple hours ago and I made Ooh. another one now. But uh, okay, so what this is, is I have a glass and I filled it um, with ginger beer. I did a, I poured cranberry juice until it diluted uh, the color of the ginger beer. So not a ton of cranberry juice. Then I used a shot of cranberry vodka and a sprinkle of orange bitters. And it is holly jolly in a cup. Oh, holly jolly in a cup. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What to call. It's kind of a punch. It has a punch taste to it. Like Ooh. a holiday punch. How many more times am I going to say punch? Punch. Punch. Pop that pee. Holly jolly punch. Maybe we'll call it that. And my husband doesn't really care for drinks like that. But he's like, wow, this is good. And... To toot my own horn, toot toot. Uh, he he made it up into the orange bitters part. He's like, okay, what does it need? Does it need more cranberry? Does it need more ginger beer? I'm like, you know what? I love cranberry orange flavors. I'm like, I had Grand Marnier, but I was like, I don't really want that. I think mm-hmm. the bitters would be really interesting. So I did a couple little dashes of orange bitters. Mwah, beautiful, guys. So good. Oh, my goodness, Lisa. You know, every time you do, like, the the, the kissy sound, like, mwah, I always – I. <laughs> It's making me start to do it in my life like every day because I just love it so much. It's like, yeah, Mwah. everything's so delicioso. <laughs> oh, delicioso. Molto bene. Grazie. Grazie. All right, girl. So, hey, why don't we talk about uh, what we have for legends? Why don't you start us off? Who's Who did you pick? What did you pick? What's going on? Where am I? I need an adult. Okay. Sorry. You need some more holly jolly punch is what you need. I'm going to chill over here with my holly jolly punch. Can you hear it? Listen. It's my big ass ice cube in there. <laughs> I thought you were clicking your tongue or something. <laughs> no, that's ice cube. Mm. Mm. I need a drink that I could put an ice cube in or a Kool-Aid pitcher. But anyway, my urban legend today, I am so excited about this, Lisa. I'd never heard of it before researching this episode but it is from wales and it's called the mary lloyd the mary lloyd okay okay now it's that's how it's pronounced it's not spelled the mary lloyd i'm gonna tell you how it's spelled right now because it's welsh and it's like all the consonants mary is m-a-r-i pretty Mm -hmm. standard mary yeah lloyd is double or sorry l w y d okay okay and this is it's a uh a welsh Yes, Wales, it is Wales? a Welsh Welsh winter tradition. 
uh, legend, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into it. Mary Lloyd. Mary Lloyd is a name. It is the name of a skeletal horse with a long white shroud and she's dressed in colorful ribbons and ornaments. This sounds like something straight out of Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, it fucking does. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's exactly why I like it, because it's so macabre. (laughs) That's cool. I like it. So let me ask, are the adornments on Mary Lloyd on the outside of its shroud or on like hanging off its bones underneath and it makes that click clack noise like when you shake your Christmas tree oh my god that would be cool no and you should know you just got a Christmas tree I sure but- did <laughs> and I shook it I shook it like a British nanny <laughs> oh. <laughs> or a Welsh because we're doing Wales or a Welsh nanny Why I'm, not? I'm not, not as familiar my nanny was not all right who are we kidding I didn't have a nanny <laughs> But uh, the ornaments and the adornments are on the outside of the shroud. Okay. But they I'm sure they still click clack like you would want them to. So the spooky horse maiden walks around town with her homies, all her buddies. Her homies. She has an entourage? She has an entourage. Yes, she does. <laughs> <laughs> and all of them knock on doors in the neighborhood. So it's all these neighbors going to other people's houses with uh, Mary Lloyd. And they start singing Welsh songs, traditional Welsh songs. Uh, Okay. It's in the wintertime. So it's kind of like Christmas caroling. Oh, cute. With a skeletal horse. (laughs) Dear God, I just looked up Mary Lloyd and holy crap, this is terrifying. Why? It It totally is. (laughs) Yes, yes. Mary Lloyd. This is what Mary Lloyd looks like for those of you who haven't Googled it yet. <clears throat> it's a horse puppet, basically. It's a hobby horse, quote unquote, a hobby horse, which means it's kind of like a horse puppet. If anyone's heard the term hobby horse, it's probably because you had a little fake horse on a stick as a kid, like to ride around oh. like you're a cowboy or something. Yes. Now, this is not that kind of hobby horse. This is a real, honest to God, horse skull, not a cute stuffed horse. (laughs) It's a horse skull on top of a stick and they put a sheet around the stick so you can't see the stick. That's not supposed to be part of it. But that's the shroud is the white sheet and the mane of the skeletal horse is made of the ribbons and ornaments and things making it very festive. Mm -hmm. I see some greenery, some like evergreen greenery. Mm -hmm. Greenery. Garlands, yeah, yeah. You could put all, anything you want on here to make it look cute. Maybe even a tree skirt instead of a sheet. <laughs> okay, if you guys have never seen a horse skull with fake eyes in it, you're about to have some nightmares. Okay, because I'm, I, I feel fucked up. <laughs> Google it right now, everybody. Mary Lloyd. It is so cool. So they either put ornaments in the eye sockets, lights like Christmas lights in the eye sockets. But what they used to do before all that, like back in the day, they used to put glass, like cut the bottoms off of glass bottles and put that inside of the socket. So it's like a reflective eye. Very creepy. This shit is scary. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm closing this out. I can't deal. I can't deal. It is. It's super scary. But it's not a scary tradition technically. Like, okay. so what happens is if Mary Lloyd and her homies come to your door and knock, they start singing. 
beautiful songs. You sing along with them with the door shut. And then you get into a rhyming battle. What? <laughs> you get into a, like a rhyming rap battle over here? What's going on? A rhyming rap battle. Yeah. Mary Lloyd is challenging you when they, when Mary Lloyd comes knocking, they're challenging you to a rhyming battle. If you lose the rhyming battle, you have to let Mary Lloyd and her pals inside for a drink. Oh shit! I better, I better get me a thesaurus. I better have an app standing by. <laughs> I am not letting that thing at my house. <laughs> Give me my rhyming dictionary, honey. Mary Lloyd's here. <laughs> but I mean, it actually sounds kind of fun because once you lose and you let them inside, the people come in. They bring their little hobby horse, Mary Lloyd. Everybody starts drinking, dancing, joking, playing games, having a good time. Um, whoever's carrying the puppet, the Mary Lloyd puppet, like, you know, brings it around to everybody. Like, uh, I don't even know how to call it. Like, a, it's a prop. So they're using it like a puppet and being like, hey, hey, give me some of that drink. I, want, I like that wine, you know, like being a jerk. Oh, okay, so they, <laughs> they pretend with it. Yeah, they play pretend with it. And um, Mary is a trickster. So Mary will go around like telling lewd jokes and trying to steal things from the host, singing loudly, uh, depending on how drunk the person is who's, you know, puppeteering. This just sounds like me every Christmas, going around <laughs> drunk, stealing things, telling dirty <laughs> jokes, pinching bottoms, pinching. <laughs> this is this is just me, a dead horse version of me. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> well, we just need to get you a stick with a skeleton on top. <laughs> Skeletal horse remains. Then I have an excuse, right? And I'm then you have an excuse. Country. You'll be like, see, it's Welsh. You don't get it. You're uncultured. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. This is a this plan is coming together, Paige. I love it. I know, right? I'm actually kind of excited. If If we lived close together, I would hope that one of us would come to the other house with a Mary Lloyd and then party afterwards. Yes. Like, we need any more excuses to party, but I like props. Right. Props help. Props help. <laughs> now, where did the idea come from? Why the heck did they put a skeleton horse head on a stick? God only knows why. <laughs> I know, right? The, that's the unfortunate answer, is that it's been going on for so long that nobody actually knows who started it or why. Um, it's just maybe a fun reason to drink with your neighbors, but... Um, most folklorists agree that the Mary Lloyd tradition is from pre-Christianity times. So it's got its roots in pagan winter rituals. As do most holiday traditions. Very good point. Um, and this one is like many holiday traditions. This one's also geared towards staving off the winter cold. And mm -hmm. it's also about death, as you can tell, with the skeleton head. Mm -hmm. um, but like I said, they don't really know the finer details of where it all came about. Um, now, a translation for the Mary Lloyd is Grey Mare, which is a horse, obviously. Yes. Or the leader of a city. Mare. <laughs> that took me a second. I was like, huh? <laughs> Sorry. I had to be, I had to be cheeky. Ah, you cheeky bastard. Well, we're in Wales, so do it. There <laughs> uh, there's a Celtic myth about a pale, ghostly horse, and it, they apparently 
can cross over to the underworld and back. And that's why Mary Lloyd has a skeletal look about her. And that's the tale. That's that's why she exists. She's a party horse. She looks a little scary, but she knows how to have fun. <laughs> you say a party horse. I think of like the the Budweiser party horse. <laughs> Isn't it the Clydesdales <laughs> that they have? It's just a Ted Clydesdale party horse. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe that's where they got the idea for having Clydesdales for Budweiser. They're like, well, <laughs> there's this horse in Wales that likes to drink. <laughs> I feel like that's a bit of a stretch, but uh, I like your creativity there. <laughs> I didn't come up with either one. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But that's it. That's what I got for you. Wales and the Mary Lloyd. I love it. I, you know what? When we first decided we were going to take different like legends, like holiday legends from other countries, I saw the name. I had no idea what it was. I honestly thought it was like some kind of gremlin, like mm. just based on the name. I don't know why. But Oh, sure. Yeah. I had no idea it was a skeletal horse. That is awesome. That gets into <laughs> rhyming battles. I know, right? Isn't that so funny? I just think it's hilarious. The And I really do. I mean, honestly, guys, if I lived down the street from Lisa's house, I would have showed up with a Mary Lloyd already at her door. <laughs> I feel like, what the shit is this? She's like, rhyme me, you must. I'm like, all right, Yoda. Oh, my God. I would lose that right now. <laughs> I'd be oh. like, let me in anyway. <laughs> so what happens if Mary Lloyd loses... I have a feeling that at least in modern times, even if Mary Lloyd loses, the person lets them in and they have a good time. Oh, okay. But I assume that if Mary Lloyd loses and you don't have to let them in, they just move on to the next house. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'd still, I'd still let you in. Right. I know. Right. I think that's the point of it. It's like, yeah, whatever. I lost. <laughs> you won. Come on in. Let's have a drink. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You've got your own urban legend for us today. Not urban, but some sort of traditional Christmas legend. I do. And uh, let me tell you the country first where this legend originated. It is Italy. Italia. Uh-huh. Grazie. Bel- Molto bene. Bellissimo. <laughs> Spaghetti. Pizza. Buongiorno, principesse. Principesse. What's that mean? Hello, princess. <gasps> oh, I like that. Okay. Nice? Okay. Well, hey. Usually when we do urban legends, I do fun facts about the state. Uh, I'm actually going to do interesting Italian holiday traditions this time. Yes, please. I love it. I love Italy. I want to learn Italian. Bring it on. Okay. So, uh, number one, on Christmas Eve, it's common that no meat and sometimes no dairy is eaten. Often a light seafood meal is eaten and then people go to ma- uh, midnight mass. Oh, my God. For a second, I was going to be like, what? They go vegan for a night? Nope. They eat fish. But, you know, similar. <laughs> and then mass. Yeah. And then they go to mass. Not as fun. But, you know, in my opinion, I'm not religious. You know what? Having gone to church most of my youth, I got to say the uh, the Christmas services were always fun. Like maybe the normal humdrum during the summer services weren't as entertaining. Uh, but Christmas was always fun because you got to sing Christmas carols and you got to talk about baby Jesus. It was it was a lot more fun and a little more lively and you're not falling asleep. Yeah. I mean, if you've got to go to church, might as well make it on Christmas. Right. And maybe Easter. The fun holidays. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, so in the south, it's uh, in Italy, in the south, it's very common to play tombola. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. I think it's tombola, which is an Italian game similar to bingo throughout this wintry holiday. Tombola. Tombola. Bingo. <laughs> tombola. <laughs> Damn it. Margaret got tombola. Bitch always does. She cheats. I know it. <laughs> Look at her. <laughs> Sorry, Margaret. Marguerite. Marguerite. There we go. Marguerite. Probably. That's probably closer. Okay. Uh, last little fun holiday tradition. And I don't know if this happens anymore, uh, but back during Mussolini's fascist regime, <laughs> factory workers were were rewarded with a bonus known as the 13th or 13th salary. It was an extra month's wages in December. And eventually it did spread to like all employed persons where you got like a bonus and they call it your 13th because it's like an extra month of salary. Christmas bonus. Christmas bonus. This is their Christmas bonus. Yeah. That's great. The 13th. I like that. I wish they would call it that here. (laughs) I wish everyone got a Christmas bonus here. Well, yeah, that's true. I don't think I've ever had one. <laughs> <laughs> when you get them, they're great. I'll tell you that. Oh, I bet. All right. Well, so let's talk about um, my legend. It's the legend of La Befana. La Befana. It sounds nice. I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you. Don't you worry your pretty little head, Paige. <laughs> so La Befana is an Italian legend. kind of similar to Santa Claus, but as I see it, like Santa Claus is like your great-grandfather you don't know him that well you don't see him too often but when you do he slips you some money where like la befana yeah. <laughs> is more like your granny who spent way too much time around she'll hit you with the switch when you're acting up oh okay okay i like her already she's more familiar than just some random dude who shows up once a year exactly uh although she does have a caring nurturing side uh and i didn't really read any reports of her actually hitting you it's just just sounds better she should she should. <laughs> so La Bifana is an old woman, and sometimes she's called a witch. I guess when you get old and wrinkly, you just become a witch. Uh, but also probably because she flies around on a broomstick going down chimneys and deciding if kids have been good or bad that year. Oh, yeah, that sounds like a witch. That, yeah. The I was over here being like, least. just because you have wrinkles doesn't make you a witch. And like, mm, yeah, but flies around on a broomstick. Okay. Uh, that, yeah. that, that constitutes witchery. <laughs> At first you were like, how dare you? A woman can have wrinkles and still not be a witch. Oh, she's a witch. Okay, I get it. Yeah, Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) So she makes her rounds on the eve of Epiphany, which marks the end of the holidays, which I believe is January 6th or sometimes celebrated on the first Sunday after January 1st. Ooh, damn. So... Uh, and Epiphany is supposedly when the three wise men made it to see baby Jesus after he was born and presents him with gifts. Oh, okay, okay. And that's actually uh, ties into the legend of La Bifana. And I'm hopefully I'm saying that right. I might be saying it too much with like a Hispanic accent, but that's how I heard it when I watch YouTube videos. La Bifana. I so, tested if it's on YouTube. I, it has to be right. Um, <laughs> and actually, they think La Bifana's name came from Epiphany, which was like Epiphana, and people ca- ended up just calling her La Bifana. Hmm, okay. Okay. So, so she's the the female Epiphany. I guess so. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just where they get the name for her. And it actually dates back to the 8th century, so definitely a throwback. 
Damn, eighth century. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here's the story. The three wise men are on their merry way to see baby Jesus, and they happen Mm -hmm. upon La Bifana's house. She invited them in to eat and rest in her cottage, making them feel oh so comfortable. Isn't that lovely? Oh, La Bifana, what a (laughs) sweetie. So they shared their story with her about where they were going and who they were going to see, and they invited her to come along, but she said she was busy doing chores around her cottage, and she declines. And I'm like, I feel that on a very deep level. Right? Like, I'm busy, bitch. (laughs) I have things to do. (sighs) Shit. Anyways, uh, the next few days, she starts second-guessing her decision, and she changed her mind, so she quickly gathers some delicious home-baked goodies in a basket, runs out of her house, still clutching her broom because she forgot to put it down, and begins to follow the same star that the wise men did, but unfortunately, she didn't catch up to the wise men in time to be with them when they met baby Jesus. Oh, so she didn't get to give them the gift of baked goods. (laughs) Now, I've heard this legend it's split here there's two different versions after this like that's the base then it goes in two different directions okay so one version says she does end up meeting jesus and gives him gifts and in return she is given the honor of being mother to all children oh that's very sweet <laughs> oh yeah, my goodness so the other version is that she n- never comes across the wise men like she can't find them but while she's traveling just to be on the safe side <laughs> Every child she came across in her search got a treat just in case they happened to be baby Jesus. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> she's like, hey, I don't know if you're the child of God, but just in case, here's a Reese's peanut butter cup in the shape of a tree. Shit's good. Enjoy. Later. <laughs> if you are Jesus, by the way, put in a good word for me. <clears throat> yeah. Next kid. <laughs> On to the next. <laughs> That's great. So, uh... On the eve of Epiphany, she flies around delivering treats and gifts to good children, and uh, bad children get onions and garlic and sometimes coal. Onions, huh? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Make a nice, you know, stew. (laughs) I was really excited about the garlic. I'm like, I can always use more garlic. Right? Yeah. Onions, garlic. Wait, what was the third thing? Coal. To cook it. To cook it. Hey, that's not so bad. What's what's wrong with that? I'll be a bad kid for that. (laughs) And instead of leaving milk and cookies like is traditionally left for Santa Claus, La Bifana gets, any guesses? Oh, um. What would you leave for an old witch? Stew. (laughs) No. It's a drink. Oh, it's a drink. Oh, wine. Yes, red wine. Ah, fuck yeah. Good, Good for you. That's what you should get. <laughs> and uh, they do have Santa Claus uh, in Italy called, I think it's Babbo Natal. Uh, but it said that La Bifana is like way more popular in Italy. Like people look forward to La Bifana way more than Santa Claus. Babbo Natal. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it. Who needs an old fat man? We've got this fun witch who cooks really well. <laughs> and like she's she's been around longer than i think the legend of baba natal like santa claus so uh so yeah she's older she's got seniority she has seniority she literally might have met jesus i don't think baba natal did that hell no yeah that asshole he was up in the north pole the whole time (laughs) (laughs) so that's what i got i have italy and la bifana and i hope you guys uh Hope you guys enjoyed that one. I had never heard of her. I knew there was an Italian witch. I didn't know anything about the Italian witch. I didn't uh, know at all, but that is super cool. Can I can I tell you one little story um, yeah. that ties in with that? Yes, go for it. About Mary Lloyd. 
so we're going back to Mary Lloyd just a little bit. Um, One of the stories that's associated with Mary Lloyd that I cut out for time is that Mary Lloyd was a horse in the stable where Jesus was born, but Mary Lloyd got kicked out of the stable so that Mary and Joseph could have her stall. Oh, okay. Is there a, so, is there bad blood between like Mary Lloyd and Jesus? <laughs> like some jealousy? There really fucking should be because she was pregnant at the time. She was a pregnant mare and she got kicked out of the stable so that Mary could have her baby. But she was pregnant about to have her baby and she went off into the desert. She got really kicked out of town. How far did she have to go that she could just go around back and like chill? No, I guess I have no idea why, but they kicked her way the fuck out. So she's out in the desert wandering by herself. She ends up dying of exposure and starvation, never gives birth to her fowl. And now that's why she's a skeletal horse wandering around at Christmas looking for warmth and food and drink. And it's like, damn, that's sad. (laughs) That's really rough. Dang. I know. I was like, poor Mary Lloyd. She could come in. I don't care if I win the rap battle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least Mary Lloyd is now honored in the Welsh tradition. She got a holiday. She did. She at least got some parties, and that's what matters. Mm -hmm. Party horse. That's right. Party horse. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all you party horses. That concludes our holiday legends for this week. Thank you for listening, darling dolls. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at Near Death Dolls Podcast. You can tweet us on the Twitter at Near Death Dolls. And if you want us to cover an urban legend from your state, be sure to send us an email at neardeathdolls at gmail.com with urban legends in the subject line. Fuck yeah. (laughs) And if you like what you heard, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If that's where you listen to us. I've been trying to get in the habit of leaving reviews for podcasts myself. Honestly, I have because I know how how much it helps, especially my friends that have podcasts. But if you can't do that for whatever reason or if you don't have the time, please go ahead and share a screenshot of whatever episode you're listening to. Go ahead and tag us. You can do it on Instagram or Twitter. Dollfaces, we hope you're having a safe and enjoyable holiday season. Till next time. Mwah. Bye-bye. Be good. Make sure uh, you get visited by Labafana and you get into a, a safe, socially distanced rap battle with a dead horse. <laughs> hey, if it's a dead horse, it probably doesn't have COVID, so you're good. <laughs> and we know it didn't die of COVID. It died a long time ago. Yeah, it died in Bethlehem, so there was no COVID. Let's hope not. Okay, bye. <laughs> A special thanks to Sam Hears for our art and music. If you'd like to see more from him, check out the links in our show notes.